Hello and welcome to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. My name is Kathleen Merkel and I'm the host of the show. And together with a wide range of legendary leaders themselves and experts in the field of self-leadership, we are going to explore concepts and ideas that show you how you can move past your fears, negative self-talk and constant doubts in order to encourage you to becoming a legendary leader yourself with far more natural impact, influence and inspiration. So are you ready for it? Well, welcome once again to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. 2023, some of the key topics so far in the work as a coach, facilitator and, and mentor that I'm doing have been particular reorganizations, redundancies and most importantly, purpose. So how to see a closing door as a wonderful opportunity and an opening door. And it's not that easy for everybody to say, hey, redundancy or losing my job or not being happy with the job is fantastic because now I get the time and the space to think about something new and exciting. No, it isn't quite as easy in the beginning, at least. Now, I speak from my own experiences because I have gone through redundancy in my life. And initially, it really hit me hard. However, if that wouldn't have happened, I would not live my life the way I live it today. And, and I'm very happy about the path that this redundancy led me on to. And today I'm speaking to Anish Majumda, who is sharing far more about how to identify exactly that path that leads you to a role, a profession that you truly, truly want and love to be, be in, that leads you to step out of the crowd and stand out more and all of that with far more ease and joy. And he talks in particular about some fundamentals of human relationships that can help us get to that point. So he's asking a few very important questions and discusses those with us here today. For example, how can I create a new job for myself at a dream company instead of chasing jobs postings? And he actually says, Job postings are basically old school. There are new ways and different ways how to land that all-desired job. How can I more effectively build a dialogue with the C-suite leaders, right? And step away from this inner doubt of, uh, am I good enough? Do I know enough? How do I need to present myself? So again, human relationships play such a huge role. How to stand out, as I said. Yes, the market is a bit crowded, but it's still at the moment an employee and talent market. So how can you make sure you are the one chosen? Yeah, and it becomes a no-brainer, basically. And so um, we are learning more about Nish, obviously, and his life and how his path through journalism, writing, acting has led him to become a career coach. So that's an interesting story in itself. So Anish indeed is a career coach and expert in the hidden job market. And over the past 12 years, he has helped thousands of professionals around the world take the reins of their professional destiny and break free of the necessity to job search. And that permanently. And his webinars, videos, and articles have appeared in Fast Company, Business Insider, Glassdoor, and Ivy Exec. He lives with his wife and three children in Rochester, New York. And I can't wait to introduce Anish to you in a moment. So pop over and don't forget to share your feedback on Apple Podcast, but also to send any question to cmc 
at KathleenMarkleCoaching.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, but for now, enjoy this episode. Bye. Oh man, Anish, there's just a situation with you when we meet and we haven't met that often and we are literally starting to talk and we can't stop talking. So we've just hit the record button, but here we are. We have been chatting for nearly 20 minutes already, delve right into the topic and all sorts of life topics. And I expect all of this to come in this podcast as well, for you to share so many exciting insights and truths and great questions that you can share with our listeners. And therefore, I'm saying hello and welcome. Nice to have you here. I know. It's so nice to, so nice to be here. I know this is the, uh, the the danger of getting along with someone is that <laughs> oftentimes, uh, you know, time gets away from you. Believe it or not, a therapist I'm working with gave me a piece of advice about time that I still remember, which is he'll just say, I know it's crazy. When, when you're overwhelmed, especially when you're talking with someone that you really love or someone that you really care about, just remember, hey, time doesn't exist, you know? Hmm. The time is secondary, you know? And so uh, I'm glad for those 20 minutes, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy that you pulled the trigger and actually hit record, because I feel like it could have gone much, much longer, and we would have been like, hey, you know, g- get that gold back in, you know? And hopefully I can share some of this with your audience, too. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There are various reasons why I mentioned this. One of the key reasons that I also want to share with all the listeners is, That connection is just so important. I actually just read the other evening an article in The Guardian, um, a very fantastic newspaper in the UK, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about how just to build a little bit more happiness in your life with teeny tiny steps. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, they shared over 100 steps, and a lot of them were fairly known, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Enjoy uh, nature, go for walks, all of that. But one was have meaningful connections, yeah. Even yeah. if it's just a coffee in a week, but we are social animals as yes. to whether we are introverted or extroverted, it doesn't play a role. And I get back to introversion. Um, no, you're right. But it's, it's really important that we embrace that. So I love what you just said there in terms of, you know, don't look at the time, even ignore it, enjoy and embrace those connections and some great conversations that come out of it. Definitely. Now, I have no doubt, in particular, in your space of expertise, that's something fairly important. So share with the audience a little bit about what you are actually doing at the moment on a day-to-day level or basis and why those connections are so important. I'm so happy that you framed it that way because, you know, I'm a career coach. I've been one for a little over 12 years. Uh, My team and I, we've we've worked with uh, thousands of people now, and our focus is on uh, extracting people out of this weird hell that we call sort of applying for jobs and interviewing and saying, hey, are there other ways that you can supplement and magnify what you're doing to sort of get there? But you're right. Ultimately, the crux of what we teach, right? I keep coming back to this. It's not really a system. Yes, it is a system, but really what it is, it's when everything in your life, especially professionally, is telling you, Kathleen, you are not good enough with your own ideas. You have no intrinsic value on your own. Everything about the move you make next has got to be determined by the outside world. In other words, you need to find a job that you can fit into, a company that you can fit into. What I found is the cure for that is to, when you're that overwhelmed to realize moving ahead in our careers, just like moving ahead in our personal lives and all of that, the magic happens you need to do way less and and you need to put more of the focus on those relationships. And the more I did that in my own life as well, like the more I said, okay, I know I'm going to a direction, but instead of like 
killing myself, trying to figure out like, okay, that's my hack or that's the person I need to transactionally, you know, get in the door with. Once I started saying, hey, look, are there things that I know? Are there ways that I can help you right now? Is there anything that I can do to add value and have a great conversation exactly as you said right now, right? Without necessarily strings attached. The second I did that, it's like the window started opening up and the number of opportunities and abundance and ways that my life could have gone. I mean, it it's humbling and it and it keeps like reminding me. It's like, hey, it's not actually a lot of this is mental, you know, and a lot of this is just remembering, like, put your focus where it belongs and you're going to avoid a lot of the traps, you know, oh, that, uh, you know, that people fall into here. Oh, 100%. And actually, I started this year with a, a book that my husband gave me for um, um, Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I read it while we were away. And it is all about the law of attraction and visualization and belief in yourself and so on. And for some listeners, that may sound well fluffy right now. And you're like, oh, my God, I stopped listening right here. <laughs> However, give us a chance. Give I hope that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, Keep yeah. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I do believe people... And certain stories and insights come into your life when your mindset is focused on something specific, right? Energy. You are the energy that attracts a certain energy on a a similar level. And I found it really interesting because I asked you a pre-interview question. I've asked you multiple questions, (laughs) but I asked you one in particular. And that is if you could share one piece of advice with my listeners, right? How you could get unstuck and break out of crisis. What would that piece of advice be? Mm-hmm. Here's what you wrote. Stop trying to impose a solution onto things and start listening to the universe. Listen mm-hmm. to those around you. Watch the circumstances and events around you. Where's life trying to encourage you to go? No more controlling. Dare to follow. Mm-hmm. And it gives me goosebumps reading that again. <laughs> Dare <laughs> to follow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but in my life and, and in the life of quite a few people that I'm supporting, it's about how can I get back in control? So what's your experience with letting go and daring to follow? In particular, if you look at your past careers, really. Mm-hmm. You know, before I was a career coach, I was uh, uh, an actor for many years, film and TV, mostly some theater. Um, I was a journalist before that. And um, you're absolutely right, you know. Acting, by the way, is probably one of the most brutal job environments you could think of because you're you're rejected 98% of the time, no matter how good you are, and you're kind of like back to square one. You can't really leverage unless it's in rare circumstances. So, but you're but in each and every one of these, right? A lot of times when when it's our self worth and our self identity that's tangled up, and let's face it, you know, for work for most of us, you have a family, so do I. It's it's definitely the why behind what I do, but on a weekday, most of my hours are spent at work. So of course it's going to be personal to you. When it gets personal, we tend to drastically overestimate and we try to, like you said, control the situation, oftentimes by over-delivering value according to us. So I say, look, you know, I got 20 minutes with you. Oh man, you're the CEO of the company. I'm going to knock your socks off, you know? So I got talking points and I got experience points and I got information to tell you, right? But what that person really needs, right? And the visual, okay, is instead of most people are, when they say I want something, they got, they got a limited number of missiles and they're just like, let me just fire them off into the, in, into, the, into the air and see what happens. What I'm suggesting is rather than do that, right? And this is true for each and every one of my other callings as well. If you take that second to say, you know, what I think maybe 
Kathleen might find valuable here. She's running this company. She's doing 80 to 90% of the decisions she's making. Most of the time it's in a vacuum. In other words, like she doesn't have people in her life who is who are like, hey, is that right? Is that wrong? Or can I listen to it? What's the thinking? She doesn't. So maybe before I shoot off a missile, maybe I can listen and in fact, open up a conversation where she feels comfortable giving me the lay of the land. She feels comfortable showing me, hey, guess what? This is keeping me up at night. Or guess what? This part here, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. We have to lay off 30% of our workforce here. When I can start to see what your territory looks like, when I can start to forge from a place of, hey, let me just pull up a mirror here and I don't have a dog in this fight, but the areas that we're talking about, I deal with that every single day. Once I can give you that and I can see where those things are, then the relative value of any shot that I make is going to be is going to be much, much more powerful and it's going to be much more in my you know, in my in my sight, right? And that's where we get wrong, right? Is we say the same kinds of value are going to convince everyone, right? But what resonates for someone, whether it's a CEO, a hiring manager, anyone, right? What keeps them up at night? That's what you've got to find. That's the heart of what is going to be necessary to powerfully align and give yourself the leverage to move it forward. And that's that starts from a place of asking mostly questions that's probably not qu- probably tip you know tip number 2 i would say ask more questions and really have the same goal when you're getting to know someone or whether you're in interview number 1 find out what's really driving this right the job postings rarely are right find out those two or three things that are keeping them up at night and the process of holding that up as you identify the information you're also powerfully delivering value so you don't have to worry about having to come back with like a slide share presentation or or do that, I promise you, if you do that, which is what I discovered on calls, and I literally remember hanging up the phone and like running up, <laughs> tripping over, you know, because I was working in my basement back in those days and with my wife, and I was like, and she's like, what are you so excited about? I was like, I totally flubbed that last one, but it's okay. I think I have a way out here. I think I see something here, you know, because I could see that, I could see that shift, you know. Um, I hope that hope that makes sense, and I didn't go too far off the uh, off the cliff on that one. <laughs> well, you went off the cliff a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but I, as you know, I get you back on track. Thank you. Uh, let's go back in into that situation. Actor, journalist. Yeah, I could well imagine. I, I read about you that as an actor, you hardly ever earn more than twenty k a year. Mm-hmm. So that's a tough one, right? Yeah, it was. How, it was. how am I going to live on twenty k? You can. It's not like the most luxurious life, is it? No. And then to think about, well, at some point I might become a career coach. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Let's learn how to ask better questions. Might have been that way, but what no. was that journey? Yeah. And and when I, I could well imagine there is a moment of panic in terms of got to earn more, I look after family, all of sure. this shebang. How then to move into a state of let me follow more. Let me see what the universe has to offer me. This is very true. And the honest truth about this path that I'm on right now is that it was never in the cards. And and had I been unlucky enough to follow out my plans as originally laid out by myself, I never would have I never would have found it. But this actually ended up being that magical confluence. You know, I grew up with a mom who uh, has schizophrenia Uh, around the time I was eight or nine years old is when, you know, it, it really, really started to impact our family and uh, you know in a household where we weren't really allowed to talk about any of that and and where the idea was look 
this thing is ripping out the heart and soul of, of, of who we are. Let's not increase that by adding the burden of shame and guilt to it. So let's not tell anyone, right? Let's not, let's not share that. So growing up in that kind of a household, shy, introverted, loving books, you know, the library still is one of my happy places. Mm-hmm. You know, acting became a place where all of that stuff that I couldn't express, actually not only could I express it, but it was towards something higher. It was towards not just the expression of pain, but hopefully the creation of something or maybe the the, the creation of, 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 or the release of something beyond myself. And, and so that brought me on that pathway of saying, okay, let me, let me continue on this. This was very, very, um, flew in the face of, of what my parents, of course, uh, wanted for me. This was not a pathway that they ever envisioned, but the benefit I had, even, you know, making 12K, I remember, 15K a year, as humble and, and sometimes desperate, truly it was, I and mean, I couldn't even take the subway sometimes. It was better for me to walk to save the $2.50, right? What I had, though, I had clarity of purpose. In other words, I knew why I was doing that. I treasured every moment that I could learn and, and learn alongside this amazing world of actors and how do you live and what do you do and what are the mechanics of it. I didn't matter to me what the size of the role was. I was so thankful. I knew that it was my path. No matter how badly I struggled, I knew, right? And as a writer, you know, my my what my uh, mom, before she she took sick, she used to be an English teacher. And, and so writing was a huge part of my life. And so it was such a huge part that, again, learning that I could get paid for that and building a career as a journalist, again, I, I no matter how rough it was, I had that clarity of purpose that said, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. I know why I'm doing this. I know I'm fired up. I, if I have nothing, my last, and I remember this, I remember writing an article at one point in Montreal while my landlord is trying to batten down the, the back patio, trying to get his back rent. And, and I remember just sliding down off my bed so the shadow wouldn't like fall over oh. there. And I was just continuing to, to, you know, to write. Now, where the magic I think to me happens is that this whole thing as a career coach, it was a sideline. It was basically, look, I got to make some money. I got to, you know, gonna support the real callings here. But as I started working with people, I started realizing that the thing that I sort of took for granted, which was, man, I know what I'm doing here. I know there's an intrinsic value. I know there's people that I can help. It, that's regardless of outcome. That's exactly what was being lost. That's exactly at every stage that where the doubt, where the, the worst of the pain was, it was coming from people who were looking at this circumstance and just going down that rabbit hole we've all been down, you know? And, and so I remember working with these people over and over again. And it was the first time in my life, I think in stark contrast to these other pathways, where for the first time, the pull didn't come from inside of me. The pull came from working with these people and this kind of like anger or this real frustration that said, you know, I'm not really sure what I can do about this. Like, I, that is not, this is not my area, but I'm going to try because the best of what I know right now is not enough to serve these people out of this. And I know how both of those feel. And I'm willing to put myself out there and do whatever it takes, invest however many years it took the better part of six years to figure out what some of the mechanics and, and learn it out. But but that's where it came from with this 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 promise I made to myself that says, if I'm going to serve some of these people, and that's where it stopped being a sideline for me, you know, is that if I'm going to serve these people, if I'm going to say, look, I believe in you, I believe in your journey, I, I believe the best of what you can do, 
I'm doing myself a disservice to tell you this is the best that's out there and do the best that you can and throwing you to the wolves. And so it's still something where I sometimes feel like I'm, you know, I'm a general that got kind of drafted into a war or something like that, that I didn't really invite or ask for, but it, it is the thing that made me, you know, it, it's the thing that transformed the way I looked at, at everything. And it gave me a, a hope and it actually started curing a kind of deep cynicism I didn't know I had until actually one by one by one working with people and sometimes having nothing else aside from like, please see through this. Like, I know how hard it is. Take this, like, believe in yourself for this one more week. Believe in yourself for these two or two, two or three other things. I'm telling you that this thing is going to turn, you know? It's that faith and that clarity that, that I feel kept bringing me back into this. And, and every time I lose it, it's because I get wrapped up in the same thing that oftentimes my clients get wrapped up in. I get so wrapped up in the outcome that I try to force it. I try to manipulate it. And I keep having to come back and say, hey, listen, hey, don't worry. Like allow a little bit of life and destiny to work. Like you don't have to take 100% of this, you know? I, I, that's That's been the magic that I found, you know, working with people and, and trusting enough that that what we create is actually a joint process you know um that's the the lesson i feel i i keep coming back to you know and i and i keep sort of um maybe sometimes having to relearn you know <laughs> no that makes me smile so much because it it reminded me and we talked about that in those 20 minutes before it reminded me of love interests Right? Yes. Yes. So, so I don't know about you, but goodness me, I mean, my relationship past has been a massive roller coaster, ups and downs, and rejection, and so on and yeah, so forth, not being ready and whatnot. I, that, I was definitely a late bloomer when it comes to getting into a very serious long-term relationship. Uh-huh. Um, but what I do remember is that when I not when I met my husband, we have known each other for quite a few years as friends. But when it happened that suddenly we realized, oh, we are, we are not just friends, was at a stage, so now all of you out there know it as well, was at a stage where I felt truly content with myself. Yeah. Just felt right. And there wasn't anything special going on. But life just felt right. And I made mm-hmm. some bold decisions at this time. I had left my corporate job, not quite knowing as to whether my own business is going to work out or not, and so on and so forth traveled on my own to some other exotic places, met Mm -hmm. new people, whatnot. It was a place when I just arrived. I came back from traveling. I was just there. I felt happy, content about myself. And I had this inner excitement that I still can't explain. I said, well, I'm curious about what's to come. (laughs) So here we go. And then two days later, (laughs) you know, kind of a new relationship, started the business, and that's the story. Yeah, we're, I, we're I, now I, a few years in. I think, some, I think sometimes, you know, the universe has these like, you know, it offers you these pockets of energy, you know, and it offers you these pockets of abundance on multiple levels. And, and you know, it's funny that you say that because oftentimes the people that I'll work with, they'll tell me that the, the biggest payoff they got was completely different than what they were they were they were thinking of you know like um, Maya who's recently a client I was working with she, you know she told me that this is post her accepting an offer she's like the best thing I got out of this is that I realized how hard I was being on my husband and how um, truly I was blaming him and really putting up this like weird wall right when I needed him most and what I realized through this process is 
no one has my back like him and and he, this this guy is like the best friend that I will ever have and wow. that's what I hew to that's what I that's my that's my compass you know like that's that's what I that's what I found out through all of this and it, I'm determined not to ever lose that you know and so what you're saying I think is really true because dissatisfaction a calling for something more finally saying i'm going to take that one humble weird step towards that next dream which is always humble it's like they seem like small steps but they can require so much you know like like inside in terms of what it requires from you it, it it's it can require so much faith you know to um to take that step but i believe that it's for a reason and i believe that i rarely have seen someone man woman no matter what I've rarely seen someone actually turn into it and say, "Okay, like life, like let's go. What do you got for me? Like with love? Okay, okay, let's go. I, I know some changes required. I've never, ever, ever seen people regret it. Right on the other side of that, no. What I, the the suppression, the running away, the denial, the blaming, or sometimes lessening everybody and everything else to somehow satisfy the thing that you know that you can't deal with. That's where." I've seen the 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 really 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 bad outcomes, you know, you know, you know, come out of, you know. But this, but being brave and quaking in your boots, like <laughs> that, I think I feel like that's part of the hero or the heroine's journey, you know. It's like that's part of it, you know. It's like that's it, that's the fear. But especially when you're going through hard things, I, I do find that that we tend not to do the obvious thing, which is lean on the on the things that are already strong in your life, right? The people who love you, let them in. Like instead of barricading or isolating, which I'll, I'll see people do all the time because they don't want to inflict, quote unquote, their job search or whatever they're trying to do professionally, bring them in. I mean, like now I've learned, like before I start shooting my mouth off, my wife is probably, will probably be able to come up with a better solution for like 70 to 80% of these things. But you have to just sort of trust enough to say, okay, I don't have the answer. Here's the problem. Here's what I'm looking at. I'm open to any ideas, right? I'm open to, I'm open to anything, right? Um, again, this idea, right? Of like, instead of imposing, especially when you're unsure, it's like, who can you trust right now, right? Who, who's someone in your life whose light you can celebrate and whose light you can invite in for a little while. And I think what you're going to find is when you treat people that way, no matter what the levels are, they they will come through because there's something in their heart and soul that wants that as well. Like we, we need that as human beings, you know? And you said a few things to me earlier on that really struck a chord with me is that don't work so hard. It's not about working so hard. Yeah. Find your people and, you know, you highlight the light that other people can really give you and take a person as they are. And you were talking about your wife when you shared those um, phrases with me. You know, you could have never imagined that there's someone out there who just sees you for who you are and just embraces mm -hmm. that and loves you for who you are, um, the whole package. Mm -hmm. and, and I said to you, well, isn't that the same we need when it comes to our careers mm -hmm. from an employer as well as employee perspective? Yes. Now, how often do you actually observe these kind of traits in the career space? Oh, you know, it's, 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 it's really, um, I think it might shock you how widespread it is and actually how, in some sense, it's totally 
not dependent on income or how high level. Like, you know, there's someone I was just working with who is a very high up executive at Goldman Sachs, and she's been there for the majority of her career. She found out just a couple of years ago that someone junior on her team was making as much as she was. And when she brought it up, she's like, oops, sorry, you know, clerical mistake. We didn't have, we didn't, you know, it didn't happen. So I think that what we're talking about, which is this, which is also this thing of, realizing where your value actually might be and strengthening those things and moving towards that, I do think that actually it's a good sign if you encounter these questions more often because usually what that means is you're arcing up and your skill set and all this is, is and level of impact, it's outstripping your way of looking at yourself and the way that, that the first impression that's out there, whether we call it your brand and all this other stuff. So that should be happening more often. But what happens is, and, and a big part of the business of reaching the next level for people uh, comes from looking at that not as a once in two or three years calamity that is going to destroy my life and it's going to you know destroy the way I look at myself and who the hell knows and all this. It's actually inviting it in and saying, wow, like last time it took me six years to get restless like this and realize like, hey, you know what? I need to be more strategic about this. I want to I want to work with people who have more of these priorities to really maximize. Like last time it took me six years. This time it took me three years. That's not a sign of things going bad, right? That's a sign that says, okay, and now I know what to do. Now I know how to adjust. Now I know how to rebrand. Now I know how to change this discussion and move it, you know, into that place. So it comes from really... And I think this is a huge part of, of success in any domain. You know, it's taking things that from the outside are terrifying and picking up the phone and calling someone. There's still a part of me, that younger part of me, and and maybe even an older part of me that is terrified. Okay, I don't know what's going to happen. Who, who are you? What's going to happen? I get it. Uh, but doing that and moving forward in that way, I mean, I, I found that that's been where the freedom has been, you know. Um, that's where the real peace and freedom has been when I've when I've trusted myself and I've trusted other people enough to go deep with them in that way. And and you know, again, I, I I'll come back to this transactional. I can't stress this enough. Take that out of the vocabulary and take that out of the the reason and the rationale. If you're if you're looking for a job, fine, but let the value of the person and verbalize it if you have to. Make it clear to anyone that you're meeting and getting to know. The reason I'm speaking to you is because of the value of what you are and who you are and what this journey is. Okay, it has nothing to do with with whether I you can you know bamboozle me into a job or give me a recommendation. I'm here right now to talk to you because I respect who you are because I see the value there and 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 I think that there's something valuable right here, right there. You you communicate that right at the beginning of any new relationship, you'll have an easier time. Just because because that, that's the fear, right? That's the fear is, is it, when I don't trust you, you're going to use me in some way. So take it off the table. Take it completely off the table. I promise you, if there's something to be found there, you're going to find it easier and faster without putting the preconditions on it like that. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. What goes on in my head right now is it starts already before that. I, yeah. I fully agree with you. I think let's get back to those meaningful encounters again, right? And and I'm I'm also with you in terms of share mm -hmm. that you value what people have to say and who they are right mm -hmm. away. Where where my head is right now is, and I think I spoke quite a bit to people today who are at the crossroads in their career. And the one topic indeed that came up quite often is value conflict, mm -hmm. i.e., their values versus company values yeah and 
you may still remember a situation, I definitely do from my corporate days, where you know inside of yourself, this is the wrong place for me right now because I can't compromise my own values anymore. There's too much shit going on around me that yeah. I'm not okay with. A lack of respect, whatever it is. Yep. Yet I talk myself into got to stay here because. And by the way, I get why we initially talk ourselves into it. I will never find a job like this again. Uh, I have a family to look after. There are tons of reasons. Sure. And and there are times, I mean, and there are situations where, you know, your emotions, you know, can actually run counter to the situation, right? Like if you've, if you've had a lot of like extraneously negative situations in one way, sometimes you, you know, like we've talked a little bit about the relationship side. Mm -hmm. My wife is the by far the most stable person I've ever, you know, had a relationship with in my life. It took some relearning in some sense to understand like, okay, the payoff is actually not a dramatic argument that results in confessions of love and all of this stuff. The payoff can actually be having quiet time with someone and not freaking out so don't worry about the feeling that's coming up there trust the fact that trust the person right trust trust a little bit of the, the deeper issue so so you're right i mean i mean i mean you're you're <laughs> you're you're but you're absolutely right like i mean it's 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 a huge it's a huge part of it not to not to detract yeah and, and i spoke to someone today who i would say is absolutely resenting his environment yeah it's this deep inner resentment but now I'm here and now I need to make most of a certain period of time to grow and take most with me before I leave. I'm like, my God, life is very short. Yeah. Right. So when you are in that space, mm. how do you then get into a different space where you say, oh, I'm making these really valuable, meaningful connections. Yeah. That, share that with people how much I do value them. That is, I think, really getting into, you know, the crux of it. And it's interesting what you said, you know, about the, the, the client that you were working with, mm. the verbiage of, you know, I need to stick it out to take the most out of them, right? Mm -hmm. I find it oftentimes uh, when you're stuck in, in a toxic situation, right, the thing, the objective that is keeping you there oftentimes is actually just a way to verbalize what's happening to you, you know? What's being taken out of this individual, really, right? Your obsession is, I got to get as much money out of this, right? I got to get as much because I was taken advantage of, right? Because, yeah. because they took three years, four years, they took my growth path. Okay, well, that is gone, you know, regardless of what you do. Um, and if some grieving needs to be done, I get it, right? And a lot of moving on from a, from a role really is processing trauma and grief. Like, the reality here is anything... That has happened, any of the past and all of this, yes, it's true. But the idea that you're going to magically either make up for it here or that you're going to ma magically make up for it in like one role or whatever, that's not going to happen, okay? All we can say is right now, okay, can we love ourselves and can we love the full potential of who we are to say, okay, do I deserve something better than this? And if it's true, you're right. Like maybe for, for many people, the answer is to... Take the courage to say, okay, I'm going to actually leave this role. Certainly, I will tell you that it, the openness and receptivity to that, especially if you're spending even a, a small portion of your time building relationships at the high level, there's a ton of ways. Like you're not going to be instantly judged or victimized for, for being between roles. Sometimes that's the answer. But maybe I, I would say the most important answer is to treat that role like it is dead, which it is. And to say, okay, if I'm doing something that has already died, my job here is to A, like 
I need to get cool with that. I need to understand that. And B, I need to understand priority one is me, my family, and where we go next. If that means that we're taking 70, 80, 90% of the time, quote unquote, that I would be doing on toxic priorities and I'm using it for myself, my personal advice is to do what you need to do, right? The, the thing that's going to fix it here is to know, know beyond a shadow of a doubt, Yes, I had this day. Yes, they had all these priorities. They tried to swamp me with their priorities. I got three things done today that they cannot, three things that had to get done in order to make this happen. And I did three things tomorrow. And I did three things the other day, right? And the more that happens, right, the less faith is required from you. And the more you start to see from the outside world, you know, you start to see these little magical little reinforcement points. I'll see it in my clients all the time, long before an offer. Little changes in the way people are responding to them. A little, a person reaching out to them that they never thought. Someone circling back to them. The universe starts to tell you. It's like, hey, Kathleen, that's right. Keep going, keep going, keep going, you know? And by that point, then you start realizing that it's like, okay, there's really nothing more for me to, to find here. You know, there's really nothing maybe more for me to to take out here, you know? And these are not the people to work with me. Okay, fine. And I really don't get along with this person. Mm. And they really have a personality type that drives me crazy. Yes. But the value of this, you don't know. And so maybe you don't have to worry so much about making up for. Maybe the thing is, can I move on keeping myself as whole as possible, especially for my loved ones? And can I trust that the full value of this adversity will come in time? The novel I wrote in 20, 2014, The Isolation Door, I'll be honest with you, I carried the quote-unquote failure of that for years because at that moment in time, that was what was going to save it for me and my family. I'd, I'd, I'd move them into debt. I deeply felt shame. I felt like my, I, my wife had bet on the worst possible person to support a stable family. Uh, it, 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 I felt absolutely broken in the midst of all of that, you know? And um, again, the hardship in all of this and, and the pain in all of this in some sense is like falling for the trap of thinking this is it. You've screwed up. This is the end. It's not the end. You know, it's part of the process. Like you moving on, you grieving, even what you're talking about, the client getting stuck in this adversity thing. That's a absolutely necessary part of what this person needs to go through in order to find any kind of real meaningful light on the other side. You know, those things I find can be helpful in terms of really making the right decisions, you know, yeah. in these parts. I'm not saying anything is perfect. Okay. It's, it's yeah. always going to be imperfect here. You know, I mean, we're, we're detangling ourselves, you know, but yeah. it's worth the fight, you know, and your journey is worth the fight. Yeah. And, and actually it's really interesting that you're saying that one observation that I've made was it feels like a grieving process. Yeah. This rejection. Yeah. And therefore I'm not loving myself anymore. I feel yep. dissatisfied. Am I enough? All of these questions. Yep. And to go through that process and sit with it, the pain in order then to receive again and be open again for those opportunities yes. to come. Yes. It's all the learning you take with you. Right? It's a tough process. It's not easy. No, it's not. But no, can it's not. We, can bring so many amazing opportunities. And in the past, I, re I remember being made redundant. And I'm like, I was down. I was on the ground. And when I look back to it now, I'm like, oh, my God, if I have would have never had this experience. My life would have gone a completely different path. Yeah. And yeah. I loved the traje uh, trajectory of my life since yes. then. One door closes. Trust there is something else 
in there for you. There is. There you is. You, you know, you're actually sitting in a room and you're saying, okay, the door is there, the window's there. You know, the reality is, you know, you're surrounded by windows, you know, mm. you're surrounded by windows and mm. other human beings. I would like to say that the younger version of me, every achievement I could have ever imagined, yes, I've gotten it. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that none of those actually work the same as being loved, as, as being able to love and being able to create something with people that you know are there because they want to be, are there because, you know, they're there. And, and that journey, like exactly like you said, that discovery only happens when we have the courage to dare to dream and dare to put our ideas out there, no matter how, how crazy we might, we might feel. And it, and it comes from, you know, daring to trust other people right when we are like, like you said, we're wounded. You know, I, I was, I was on a group session last week with our group right now. And I, and I told them like, if I, if I could, I would take each and every one of you for like, shut down your computer, shut down your phone for like six months. We eat great food, we read, we, we watch amazing movies, we get you feeling whole, we get you feeling strong. But the truth is, we can't do that, right? So we have to find a way to be as kind to ourselves as possible while we're going through this. We have to start by at least finding a way to acknowledge, okay, like I got stuff that I, I got to get over here. And, and, and there's going to be situations, you know, where I might be trying to negotiate something and I feel the bubbling up of like five years of being underpaid. Okay. So maybe sometimes even something as simple as going into the bathroom, taking 45 seconds, I've done this to just wash my hands with soap and water and just bring myself back in there just to be like, okay, Anish, like just understand. All of that happened, but today is just one situation. Today is one situation that we can handle. Today's, you know, talking yourself out of these things and talking yourself, not talking out, but finding your way through it can happen so much easier when you take off the mantle that you had to be perfect, that you have to make up for anything. And you allow yourself to say, like, there's parts of this journey that are going to come to me without me having to do anything. So I don't have to drive myself crazy thinking like I have to be everything. You just have to, the image I have is, our job is to set the compass towards the right destination, the right, broadly speaking, the right destination. But what you discover, right? Who you find, most importantly, on this journey, let them change you, man. That's, that's, that's part of this too, you know? <laughs> it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a life worth living, you know, unless you had parts of it where you're like, what? Like, what? What happened here? And I think it's a true. It's it's a true for the best careers I've seen. You know? How did that happen? How did I, that I, happen? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't believe I. I can't believe I, I. I. I did that. I know more against my will about Word WordPress and web publishing and uh, invoicing and all of this through having to work with clients and saying, "Man, I want to work with Kathleen. What the heck do I do? You know, like what, what's the process? You know, of uh, of doing that? You know, it sounds like me. I know far too much now about WordPress as well that I'm really interested in. Um, <laughs> But hey ho, it has all its advantages. It, it, it definitely does. Particularly when your WordPress person does. is suddenly gone. Um, <laughs> what would be interesting to me, because you you just basically kind of implied this topic of you know know kind of where you want to go to. Mm. Now, mm -hmm. now yeah. here's an observation that I'm making. Our um, Employment market, labor market, however you want to call it, becomes mm -hmm. more open, more flexible. I'm not going to start again talking about the pandemic and what it has brought to us, but there is more flexibility. And given that 
businesses become more agile, more flexible and have to fulfill different demands, you need to be more agile in your approach as well. Yeah. So I, I, I wonder, what are your observations on having this clear compass, knowing where you want to go to? Can there be this one destination as we used to have it years and years ago anymore? Or what are actually demands on shop seekers nowadays? Yeah, this is, this is you know crucial. I, I, I think that one thing I see a lot is, you know, in this, and I think the answer to your question, the short answer to your question is, yes, it's possible, but realize going in, it's kind of like me and you, you know, we're embarking in the ocean. We're going as quickly as we can while leaving you whole. We're going as quickly as we can with a boat that probably is going to leak a little bit at the beginning. We'll fix that leak. We're going to have to, like, like after 12 years, you know, we, we use like automation and stuff like that for LinkedIn and all of this, but, but it all comes back, right, to, you know, the same drivers, which is, in terms of expressing who you are, that will change and that will adapt over time as your career and journey goes. But for right now, there is a way of thinking about this that will work for most people that, that and it's a way of thinking about this that will in, should instantly in, improve the visibility and the, and the fit we're talking about. People get, get hung up again on either branding themselves like on LinkedIn resume through either saying, look, look at all my skills, right? So I've got 20 plus years of skills and blah, 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 great. Ergo, there's my value. Or they'll say, look at my job titles or look at my company. I would say, rather than any of that stuff, try to think about, is there a way to think about what I do as though it were a process, right? So let's say I'm a marketing specialist. I'm a man, I, I, I wanna be a, a chief marketing officer. I've got the skills. Why can't I get the, these things, right? Okay, what am I actually getting paid for? Well, marketing, no one in marketing is actually paid to market. That would be, you know, think about this. How can I make myself essential, not optional? The optional way of looking at me is to say, okay, you got a business, I'll come in there, I'll, I'll market the crap out of it. You know, I'll give you more, more, more sales and revenue than you can think of. Okay, what I'm actually paying for, right, especially at the CMO level, is a partner who can drive growth, right? And so what would be my way of driving growth? Well. I don't believe in going hardcore on digital marketing. I believe that the fundamentals, like a client of mine, Marie, he said, look, Anish, they call me a CMO, but I've done this the opposite way my whole life. And I'm like, explain. He's like, look, they think that marketing is coming in, throwing money at a niche and like having us, you know, you know, you know, put the numbers up. What I do is the opposite. I find a niche for us that is entirely our own. I use very minimal resources to make us a dominant player there. And I use that way. That's my way of, of driving growth through a fundamentals customer driven approach that brings these aspects of what I do and uses it as magic. So I partner with companies to achieve, let's say, growth in any environment through a customer-driven process that brings together digital analytics and X to over-deliver, right? That's what I stand for right now, right? And so you could do that for anything. You could do that for operations. You could do that for, for and I see this for, for a lot, you know, writing content development, right? You've got to ask yourself, what is the end result, right? What is, and think like a partner to the business. Don't think like an employee. Ask yourself, if you were one of the five or six people, like if we were running a company, with all due respect, it wouldn't matter if you were the CMO and I was the CEO. You have equity, I have equity. If there's things that we need to do, 
we need to do it, right? I mean, that's the, yeah. that's thinking like that will start breaking you out of the sort of mirror turning on itself and start forcing you to ask yourself, right, 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 right. I got to start thinking about where does who I am land with the people that I'm looking to move on the radar for. If you have any kind of a process, it can be faulty. We all have 30, 40, 50 ways that we can start thinking of ourselves this way. If you have one, the great advantage is two things. One is that you don't need to wait around for a job to start advocating for that process, right? You can start engaging around that process. You can say, okay, for me, I don't believe in getting ahead for, for its own sake. I believe that you should have your own power. That's what I believe. I believe in taking this entrepreneurial approach so you can stand on your own two feet. You can do this anywhere in the world. That's my approach. So if you're speaking with me, it doesn't matter if you're a client or not, those are the priorities. Those are the standards I'm going to hold you to, right? If you, if I can start engaging around that, and most importantly, I can build relationships without you saying the only reason I'm, I'm, I would be interested in talking to you, well, I've had jobs my entire life. I've never had a pull to network with anyone unless I've wanted a job. So you're going to wait for me to send you the resume for a job. That's what we have to break, right? And so one of the most essential ways to gain trust is to make sure that people understand what you stand for is bigger. It's a tent that's big enough to hold any roles you might be interested in, industries, whatever, but it's big enough to not be limited by them, right? Mm -hmm. And it gives you a, a mm -hmm. differentiation so that when people say yes to Kathleen, it's not just saying yes to another marketer or another entrepreneur or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm saying yes and validating your process, right? That's really critical, okay? In terms of happiness at a job, in terms of not being micromanaged, they have got to trust the underlying why behind what you do. Step number one with that is having some courage to express it. Anything, anything, not, not perfect, anything. That's my advice here. I mean, probably one of the biggest misnomers I have, people get strung up on the details. What's the perfect way to brand myself? What's the perfect way to get my message out there? Most people have never gotten any message about themselves out there in any way. So my message to everyone listening here is any, any way, okay? Run a search on LinkedIn right now. Look at the top three to 5% of competitors who are, look. don't look for the people who have the job that you want. Look for the people who really intimidate you, okay? and. Take a look at them. You'll see in the top three to five percent. You'll see tons of people. They, they their their brands will 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 visually stand out. They'll they'll stand out verbally. You'll instantly see what I mean in terms of skill, skill, skill. Secondhand brand, secondhand brand. Boom process. Boom process. Boom process. And use that as inspiration, right? I mean, let's not have any ego about this, right? Beg, borrow, steal. Use whatever idea you can to get out of that situation. That's what I mean by making yourself a priority right now, right? Like everything else should be secondary to, to you, your family and your loved ones changing that situation. And I promise you, if this is the intensity that is communicated, if this is the way that you actually approach it, nothing's going to stop you. I would believe that if job seekers, and I think there's a far better title to job seekers, by the way, yes, because we're not course. talking about yeah, very jobs true. anymore, right? <laughs> very so I true. apologize for using that. Um, <laughs> if, if they now think about their their processes more and how they can truly, truly add value mm. to businesses, right? Mm -hmm. There's also a demand on employers yes. to change their thinking. Yep. Because if I, if I think uh, about my home country, Germany, and if, I'm, I'm becoming very stereotypical now, but this is how no. I... <laughs> no judgment, I promise. This is how I... I um, 
even experienced it myself when I was working recruitment functions in Germany. What does the CV say? Okay, what were your job titles? What education have you done? Have you shown me tons of certificates that no one really cares about, but I still need to see them that you really achieved those titles. And and there's such a narrow-mindedness on status, on experience that says nothing about who you are as a person, how you can truly add value, partner, build great relationships and really move this business forward. And it drives me banana still that it is the case in so many organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do wonder how then to also help employers create a shift about how they approach the hiring process without yeah. even perhaps having a hiring process because no, what you've right. just described is not about let's just have the traditional old school interviews and look at cvs if there was one thing that that um one change that i think and one piece of information i think that really needs to be communicated it's it's exactly in this in this area you know i think in a very real sense and i never would have believed this if i hadn't you know worked in the industry for so many years you know i look at it like whether it's job seekers or making your life betterers or people who are moving <laughs> forward. Like I, I sort of look at them as sort of being on, you know, it's like a school dance. Like when I was in grade five, I had a school dance where all the girls were on one side, all the boys were on, one, uh, on the other side. We all wanted to meet in the middle, but the teachers were the only one in the middle. And they were like, come on, come on, let's do something and nothing happened, right? Well, employers, whether they realize it or not, they're they're already and have been for a long time, they've been sending those signals that they also want to meet in that in that middle. Right now, what we're seeing is the best qualified person on paper, which is exactly what you're talking about. And there's, I think, a normal desire for that because it's a way to sort of seemingly soothe anxiety about, about the hire, to say the more credentials you have, the safer you are, quote unquote. So what we see is the best qualified person gets it 38% of the time. So even with all the automation and all of this, it hasn't meaningfully changed that. And the ability to affect the process, right, very most importantly, is very, very high. The other thing that we're seeing is that because traditional hiring has become so expensive and because ATS systems, applicant tracking systems and stuff, which were meant, like the initial promise behind them was that it's gonna be cheaper to recruit, especially high level talent they're going to stick around longer because the fit is going to be there and you're going to have less costs back end, front end. Okay, has not happened. At least in the US, that has been exactly the opposite. It's it's fostered a kind of mercenary environment amongst most professionals and it has deeply, deeply dis- like like um, thrown a wrench into what I would consider any kind of an appropriate culture in many companies because of this kind of hiring firing. So what's happening is they're already experiencing it and what they're doing they're just not advertising it as as much is that they're throw they're they're basically pulling money that would have gone towards traditional recruiting etc and they're moving it into incentivizing like never before people who are already at the company putting together programs things that that are basically finding ways to supercharge the great resource that they have which Mm -hmm. is to say look rather than having us do all of this okay kathleen you're a freaking rock star if i could bring in three more people like kathleen it's all good i almost don't care what the what the skill set is i want to if you like her you like him Great. I want. I want to talk to them, right? The what we're seeing is a push for that, like never before, you know. And at the C-suite level, this shocked me. You know, I mean, I I come from working class parents. It shocked me to realize that one of the strongest ways to display authority and have value out there is to be able to solve problems like that. To say, listen, don't forget about 
the mess of hiring and all of that. I know one person. Uh, I know Kathleen. I'm going to set up a meeting. If you can get on her books, don't resist and all this other stuff. Just listen, okay? Let her lead the conversation. And, and I think that that's going to be a step here because that's exactly what you're looking for, you know? It's a it's a key part of, of utilizing and deploying value. So this... This other avenue has been growing very heavily. And what we were, we're seeing is that the bottom 20% of roles and stuff like that, we'll find them on Monster, Indeed, etc. It's becoming more and more difficult. The higher rejection rates, all of this stuff. But what I want to just assure everyone is that I, I don't want anyone to look at a job posting and make a judgment that says, ah, that's the total number of roles, which is next to nothing. That's the total number, or that's the salary range that I can I can expect. People negotiate salary ranges way above and below every day, and that is not representative. Like every job posting you, sh- you should see, you should multiply it by 15 to 20X in terms of what's there, and realize that there's gonna be variances there, right? That's the payoff to opening it up and not just looking at the job postings, but saying, hey, who works at these companies? Who are people who are, you know, feeling the pain of what I solve, right? If it's growth, CEO, chief people officer, like diversifying in that way and meeting that beast will solve this problem. Yeah. But then you open up um, a different kind of beast. And different beast, that's, yeah. That's one, of my, that's one of my favorite challenges. How do you build this belief in yourself and confidence to talk literally to anybody? with a natural, authentic confidence, especially when we talk about the C-suite. Um, not everybody is necessarily experienced in talking to them and feels super comfortable even approaching them. So what to do then? You know, again, that personal relationship kind of um, parallel, it reminds me of like high school and college where I had a best friend, Rob, and we would be like, you know, look at how it's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. You know, and I, like, I'm like overthinking it for like eight months. I'm like, why are they always like dating these guys you know and it's like well you know the truth is and i used to keep writing it off say would blow hard right but that person had the courage to ask that person had the courage to get to know this person right that person had the courage to put themselves out there right there's a whole bunch of things that that person actually did in order to get that outlet i would love to write that off but that's the truth of 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 what's there well the the same thing holds true for you know, absolutely everyone on planet Earth, which is the thing that we actually want in a hire and everything else, we want someone who's going to care more, right? I, I firmly believe the only reason I'm successful in this pathway, I spent five years with many people telling me this is so, so foolhardy. I mean, again, you're making no money. This is absurd. Da, da, da. I, I, I cared enough about it that I was willing to walk to the end of the earth or the desert or to the last dollar in my bank account because I'm crazy, fine, I'm gonna do it. But the thing is, that's also what we want. We want people who are non-traditionally committed, right? And so if I say, okay, look, number one, rather than trying to compete with someone or trying to go up to their level, realize people don't want to spend all day talking to mirror versions of themselves. You don't want to talk to yourself 24 hours, 24 seven. So you don't have to be like that person, right? Your job is to add value. And so one, one way to add value, if you're intimidated, be a fan. I learned that as a journalist, right? Where I, I would talk with very media savvy people, right? But the way that I would get them oftentimes to lower their, their guard, Instead of like being like, yo, wow, you know, riding around in a Bentley here. Wow, this is cool. I've done every day. It's like, what the hell is this? What's going on here? How did you get this? Did you ever think that this is going to happen when you were a kid? Like I'm, I'm, I allow myself 
to experience a little bit of what this person's life is from the lens of what it might have been like to live it, right? And it doesn't matter whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. What I'm trying to communicate to you is that you don't have to be defensive around me. I'm already, I'm, I'm part of the reason I'm talking to you is because I respect you, you know, and, and it's there. So, so being a fan and not being afraid to, and, I, and that's not the same as empty praise, you know, it's not the same as like filling up someone's head with, with things you couldn't possibly know about their company or the job or all that stuff. But what I'm saying is if I see that, Hey, someone stepped away from Microsoft, they spent five years working in a series of startups and now they're back in a, in a, in a big role. That takes courage. That takes a lot of risk taking, right? That's something that has my respect. That's something that I want to, I want to investigate. That's something I want to know about, right? And, and I want you to know that it has value for me, right? So that's one thing, which is really understanding that it's about playing your lane way. And it's about, it's about offering just like you're trying to look at the world through their eyes and learn from their eyes. They're also want to look at the world through your eyes and see what, what it's like, if only to validate what's going on, but oftentimes to challenge the decisions that they're making. And the other thing, I know this is crazy. I have a post-it note. It, it says, remember that everyone is a mess and remember that you're a mess too. And uh, that has saved me many a time. And it has, it has kept me in a, in a place that, you know, I, I, I remember at one point, I had a dumb goal to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a half a million dollars a year. And when I made that, I almost lost my entire family. And so the goals had to change and it had to be, oh, you know what? Maybe it's not a million dollars. Maybe it's like being a really present husband to my wife. And maybe it's actually being able to spend time with my kids without having to overload it with an action or a task or something that allows me to feel better with, about, about what's going on there, right? Those goals change. And I promise you, everyone that, you're, that you would remotely be speaking to, they're moms, they're dads, they're, they are human beings, they are struggling, they're going to the bathroom, they're doing all of those things. A big part of the problem for them is that not enough people are in their world. And what we're finding is that the speed of the pain and the speed of the environments as they're changing, whether we're talking about a client or a company is so fast that the luxury of maintaining those hierarchies are really breaking down. So if you know how to brand, if you know how to message someone in a way that maintains some authority, if, if you know how to start sending some signals that says, okay, good, bad, or ugly, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm talking with, with a peer in her own way. Uh, um, these things will never go out of style and you'll be able to make those mistakes and you'll, you can anticipate friction because there's going to be friction if we're talking about fast offers, but it's okay, you know, because you can stay within a laneway of relative safety. And for me, that begins and ends with making sure people know that there's a value to who they are. Just like yeah. to me, there's a value that you have to me that is so much more than just the interview that we're doing here or be having a chance to, to, to in some ways communicate to your audience. I respect who, who you are. I respect the journey. I, I, I respect the, the courage that it took for you to build this thing from nothing, right? It's important to me that you know that. And that's more important to me than whatever outcome that's there. And even if we're negotiating it, oftentimes the most important thing you can say is not the magic number, but just be like, hey, listen, I know we've been talking about this for a while. I can't wait to start, all right? I cannot freaking wait to, 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 to do this. I'm like really nerding out about this, you know? Yeah. Like simple things, you know, simple, yeah. simple things. Which immediately gives this indication that you know the priority is still that I'm looking forward to doing this this yeah. job, say job again, this this role, whatever it is, and really support you. We'll figure a solution out. Completely solution orientated, positive, appreciative. Yeah, the the person who sure. who heads who heads up our our entire sales operations at our at our company, 
Uh, originally, I was looking to hire someone who could literally, the job description was basically, you know, handle some incoming sales sales calls, da, 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 da. It was very boring, you know. And the reason that he became a part of our team, and we've worked with him now for, for many years, Pat, is that he looked at those problems, and rather than saying, here's the best way that you can either validate what you're already doing or how, here's how we're going to solve it, he's like, look, I might be crazy or not, here's what I see, okay? You could spend your life hiring sales reps and all of this to, to handle this. But here's what I got from why you wanted to start this business. Here's what I got in terms of what you've told me about the payoff is. What if we looked at this? What if we looked at solving this in a way that started to create this kind of a thing in your in your business? What if, what if we gave the people you were working with this whole additional sort of way, that a way that they would feel safe, that they could ask questions that they would not feel comfortable asking you, that they would feel, you know, safe and secure and all of that. He had a, he was able to take what I could only see as short-term problems realistically, and he was able to apply a vision to it. And it didn't matter that that wasn't a vision that I had thought of before, or it may not have been ideal there. It was so precious to me to be able to make this positive and to realize that I could solve this in a way that actually affirmed that which was important to me, it made all the difference, you know? And anyone can do that, you know? It's like, it's like to have the courage to say, there's, it's more than just these problems, right? Like there's something you're trying to do underneath this. And to, to start the process of asking questions and investigating, I think you're gonna be incredibly surprised by what you're gonna find, you know? And this is the kind of gold that allows you to, whether it's traditional hiring or any other way, that's how you, that's how you are able to um, quickly close it, you know? Like you could have a five minute opening in an interview, but if you know like, hey, they've talked about everything except their teams and there's no way that any of this is working without their teams, I'm sorry, we gotta talk about it. Come on, let's talk about it, right? That, that will do more to position you as the ideal person, right? Because they're, they already know that, they know that, right? But it's your expertise and your courage, right? That says, let's talk about it and it's okay, no judgment, but let's, let's, let's really deal with it. That'll make all the difference. Today's podcast is sponsored by Inner Professional Online Training Programs. With courses geared specifically for legendary leaders, Inner Professional provides an extraordinary catalog of leadership and professional development programs unlike any online training you've experienced before. Hone your conscious and authentic leadership skills with peer group, networking communities, direct engagement with life experts, and a wealth of compelling, easy to engage on-demand content. Learn more at kathleenmerkel.com slash innerprofessional. I, I love that you bring up the word courage so often. Yeah. Because let's not forget it, it takes courage. Yes. But man, yes. I mean, when you have demonstrated this courage and you went for it and you stepped out of your comfort zone, you know, just just the feeling of having done it, having grown through this step, and then perhaps really seeing those and experiencing the benefits from building those connections and even new opportunities. Wow, amazing. Yeah, you know, I I um I was going through a bit of a, a rough period a couple of weeks ago, just you know, normal stuff, overwork and all this. And um one of my clients, Tyler, you know, he said, Anish, you know, the whole payoff for this journey that I've been on. It seems very non-dramatic, but to me, it really was everything. He was just doing a college fair with his son, who's uh, who's like about two years away. And the only difference is that a handful of schools that him and his wife, they'd already had the conversation with him to say, look, 
those there's no way that we can afford those the only difference is that on this night with his son they could consider those that they could say let's go to say yeah if, we, if that's what you want to do we can say a yes to that that's the only change that was there and on the outside it looks like hey it's not much you know this guy this guy, this guy has a a great future ahead of him he has so many opportunities but to tyler to to the father to him that was that was what success is that was what that was for him the fruition of what this whole all of these acts of courage ultimately became is that the ability to say you know that look and say wait i thought we said it's like it's all right we we got this you know go ahead you know live your life you know um hmm. i found that was so profound you know and i think about that with my kids all the time you know i've got three boys so mm. i always think about that you know is um what are they learning and 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 can they traverse this craziness in a way that allows them to keep reaffirming hopefully the things that they stand for you know yeah. and the things that are important to them you know everyone has a right to do that so so with your experience in the space in your past careers in life in general what is it that you support them with in order to be able to deal with the craziness in their own ways you know i i think that when you're going through career crossroads this is where you know it's time to really amp up the the kindness to yourself um like really to it to to an exceptional amount so i would say for as long as you're in this zone now's the time to not be a hero like for example i have often do this thing where it's like i'll have like two or three important things and it's like oh you know what let me add in three or more before that just to show how great i'm doing you know what i mean don't do that right now it's, you know now's the time to say hey these are hard these are difficult i'm just getting used to it if you're just getting used to a part of the process allow extra time for that cognitive load right allow extra time that say okay my emotions might be all over the place on this one day but also recognize it's not going to stay that way right if you can start to look at this process not as one big you know jumbled up anxiety causing thing that you have to solve but bits and pieces chunks and not every day you don't have to run at the same speed every day right if you can look at it in that way and start okay what are the areas that i'm more comfortable with let me start working on those what are the areas that i'm less comfortable with what are some safe ways that i can start jumping into this it's it's that steady consistent progress that will get you to a place where you'll start all i would want to see with someone who's just starting out in this stuff all i would want to see is getting them to a tipping point where they start seeing some of these positive reinforcers and the second you start seeing oh that's a change that's a change that's a change then i know you you yourself are you're going to want to run with this and you're going to be like dude I, I, I'm talking to CEOs right, left, and center. This thing, you know, freaked me out for the last five years. I don't, I don't even care if there's a job right now. I, it just, I, every time I hop off that phone, I'm, I'm reevaluating how high I can go, how far I can, I, I can take this. You know, that's good. That's good energy. And, and guess what? People have secured roles a lot of times for as much that as anything else. That says, gosh, that's what. I need that energy, you know, like that what what you brought in, into that room, the energy of panic and trying to create but fighting the good fight. Maybe that's exactly what I need, you know? Maybe that's exactly the kind of quality and the energy that I need, you know what I mean? And so it like all of these things are working, but give yourself, you know, bring your whole self to it, you know? And if you're coming from a bad experience, don't hide it, you know? You can use a bad experience, just make sure you don't end the thing or end the story at the bad experience, right? So, if, you know, I, I if if you're coming from a company that did everything wrong, fine. Don't be afraid to highlight what those differences were, but then, you know, in a way, it's going to make it 
easier for the next company if you can frame it from a point of view and say, okay, look, this is what we did. This is where we could have gone. This is what we can do together to have a very different outcome from there, right? That can be a, a exactly what I need to sign on the bottom line, right? But I'll never know that if, if you've never gotten honest with yourself to look at it and say, you know what? I have nothing to feel bad about in this role. Like, like I had a bad boss. I did the best that I could. I looked out for my team members. I, we did amazing work. I feel bad and I feel disappointed and, and I will, I can take responsibility for that, which is mine, but I'm not going to take responsibility for where this company goes. I, I'm not going to bear the burden of that. I'm going to put it in the proper context and I'm going to be able to communicate that not in a bitter way, but in a way that says expert to expert, here's what I found. Here's what I've yeah. noticed, right? Take take from that what you will, right? Um, it can make a huge, huge, huge difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a wonderful process of letting go for you. Yeah. And also not taking everything on. Yeah, how totally. then the person reacts to it, yes. it's up to them. You yes, can of course. You do what you can do. Yep. However, Anish, I get back to my question before. How do you bring those values, those philosophies into your home life with your sons? Oh boy, that, that, that this is, you know, I would love to be able to offer insight as an expert into this. I, um, where I felt the most like that is when they're going through kind of emotional periods and rather than do what I did professionally, and I do, I'm sure I did that in my personal life many times, Rather than fall for the instinct of saying, what can I fix? What can I give you? What can I do? When I have the courage to sit with them there and, and have a degree of compassion with them and feel a little bit of what they're feeling, that, that's what, where it reinforces this thing about starting by listening, starting by, by giving that, because that's when I actually feel like a father. You know, I, I, I thought that the, being a father would come again from what I could do for them, uh, what I could resource for them. And of course, that is, that is true for, for an extent, but really it's being with people. It's, it's allowing people to really feel this connection and to really listen to people and to really care about the information that you find and to really be a part of that. With, it's like we're jumping together and neither of us are cheating by knowing what the what the ground is like. I'm jumping with you. I'm with you. The most valuable things, if I've taught them anything, I think it's come from those from the, from those moments. When I overdo it on on doing, that's when I distance myself from them. You know. And so I try to remember that for everyone that I'm I'm looking to meet. It's like there's a magic in our souls and our spirits meeting together that we have to allow them a little bit of space to play. We have to allow them a little bit of space to find each other, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. There's something really like profound there, you know, yeah. that can get lost if you're not careful. It's one for me, one of the key characteristics of leaders as well. Yes. I mean, how else are you going to let people realize and actually understand their potential? Yes. How else are you going to encourage creativity? Yes. About your path, about anything really. Do you give people the opportunity to fail? Yes. Oh, yeah. And learn. For sure. And and I I'm in my learning process, as you know as well, with my little son, right? Not just step in right away and just <laughs> oh, let him explore and and so on. But he's that's got true. To that's, learn. That's, a, that's a that's a great advantage of parenthood. It's like okay, look, listen, the staying humble through constant failure, we got that. Okay, you don't need any coaching from me on that. You don't need any help from me. Okay, don't worry, you're good. <laughs> 
Uh, a while ago, we were talking about introversion, mm-hmm. right? And introversion is a topic that I come across lately quite frequently, in particular mm-hmm. talking to my male guests or clients as well, who say, you would never realize that I'm an introvert and that these things are really hard for me. I had the same experience when you and I talked for the first time and you said to me, I'm an introvert. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> um, but I start to see it as well. And I can really picture you in this little library and being at your best there and fully chillaxed. However, a lot of the topics we were talking about about bravery, the courage to step out of mm. your comfort zone, to, to make those conversations, to step up and talk to CEOs, for mm-hmm. example, and so on. Or, or, even, or even just, uh, you know, ask, ask for help or even just to yes. you know, in, invite your spouse into it and say, look, you know, I don't think I know what I'm doing. I think I'm, I'm lost here. I, I feel like I'm letting you guys down. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how to, how to do this. Can you, you know, is there any way that we could just talk about this? Can I just let you in on, on what I've been doing here? You know, like that, yeah. that, that's an act of immense courage sometimes. You know? it, it is. And, and one of the key characteristics of extroversion is you talk things out loud. For example, you get energy from the people around you and changing interests and so on. Right. And now you create your career path. Go out there, you make conversations, you try to understand different interests and so on and so forth. So so, so it's more like initially the strength of an extrovert. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't have to be, does it? No, I I don't. Extroverts can be very strong at this. Yeah, I I believe that, that especially, you know, if you, you know, keep moving in the direction of your purpose, there are the real limits of what you can do are not even close to what you what you think you, you you're, you're gonna you're gonna move into zones just like you know f- for for our children right haven't we had moments where it's like look you know <laughs> you know so, someone knocks into me over here or whatever who cares dude it's happening right but you see your kid get knocked over or whatever right there's like that little part of you it's like oh i'll kill that person you know i'll kill him i'll kill him you know so so we so our commitment our love our commitment to that child, that person is so deep that we actually it 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 forces a constant reevaluation of what our true limits are. We don't know what, what what they are anymore, right? And so the the same thing is true, you know, when it comes to our purpose, you know, when it comes to you know doing things that we genuinely want to do, and really, you know, at the end of the day, I think happiness and fulfillment it comes from being willing to re-ask that question because what maybe did it for you five years ago or 10 years ago or maybe what even the priorities are can change and a big part of being happy is to allow yourself to say okay you know what these priorities have changed these things are important to me now these things are no longer important you know and I, I, I keep trying to on this journey remind myself that if you feel like a student you're doing exactly right. Like if you feel like there's large parts of your life that you don't know what the heck you're doing, but you're still doing them, right? You're still learning. You're still stumbling, right? Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm chatting with you in our, in our office. I've never had, you know, you know, had that before. I definitely feel like I, I got, I got, I, I walked out of the parking garage and I had to ask for help. I was like, where is the building? I'm so sorry. It's my last, it's, it's my first day um, here. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, you know, like, like, but that's a good sign, you know, like stay in student mode, you know, find those things that make you feel that way. And, 
and make you care enough to to keep going because that's where the love is. And, you know, I, the introvert extrovert thing is really interesting because I spent a lot of years alone. And so this is going to make me sound a little bit crazy, I'm sure. But, you know, a lot of times I, I had to sort of entertain myself, you know, so probably a lot of where my instinct to be an actor came from, you know, I would spend hours like like play acting and in my head and coming up with voices and characters and like, like just, you know, really just like losing myself, you know, in that world. But, you know, talking about the, the way life goes, everything in my life right now keeps telling me and reminding me, you needed that once, but what you need now is to trust other people. What you need now is to let other people in. And, and again, you know, let their lights in and trust that you don't have to generate all of that light. People want to generate their own too, you know, people. And sometimes the best thing you can do is to just help them wipe off the little, you know, chunkiness on that light and even sometimes just raise it a little bit up or just show it a little bit and say, hey, is that valuable? This is what I see, right? Mm -hmm. Do you see that? Is that valuable to you? You know, people want to be heard and respected on deeper levels than compensation and job title. You know, people want to be, they want to feel important. They want to feel like like they matter, you know? And the best way to oftentimes do that is one-on-one, -on -one, you know? Um, yeah. that's, that's what I found. That's been the magic of my, of my life. And if I lost everything tomorrow, I would start there. Everything I would, my neuroses would tell me, go big, find that thing, forget, the, find the competition to drift and all of this. But the answers would be in the people. The answers would be in people like you. It would be in the people that I know. It would be the people that I don't know approach the right way, you know? And and I do believe as, a, as an introvert, you have a fantastic opportunity as well to go through your own process. Yeah. To be yeah. truly reflective and focused and thoughtful about it. I mean, use use your strengths as well to your advantage. <laughs> Definitely. And and uh and and use them, celebrate them and uh and, you know, also sometimes, you know, if you if you feel like you're going down, like sometimes my wife, you know, my wife would be like, do you think we could just, you know, watch this like house hunter show and you don't have to be like in your head right now? It doesn't always have to be about like the grand meaning about things. And you're like, you're right. You know what? On a Thursday at 730, like a long day with the kids, I guess it doesn't have to be about uh, the ultimate meaning behind what we're doing. Like, I think maybe we'll just watch the show. That's OK, too. You know, like, you know, different ways of self-care and different ways of um of lifting you up but that but you know that's what i hope for everyone listening in this you know is like that part of you that is calling out for something better you're not crazy you know and and i promise you life and god and and all of this like it's going to help you if you start taking those steps you know it will it, stumble fine stumbling is one of the greatest ways the universe will help you you know um I, I can't tell you the number of times my butt has been saved in a moment where literally there have been tears in my eyes and I've had to confess sometimes to a near stranger. It's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm lost, you know? And what is it about sometimes our light never shines brightest than in those moments, you know? That's that's a weird paradox that I've never, you know, been able to crack, you know, when I've never gotten the best things when I've been 100% confident in everything, you know, um, it's when I've cared enough to be there and I'm uncertain, your best is there, your best is it comes out, you know, when you're uncertain and you care enough to do it anyway. And, and I would stress be. Yes, to be exactly, exactly, exactly. Doing, being and the moving in that direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is there's there's joy to be had there for sure. Yeah. 
encourage as well that you need to simply be and sit with it and be with it. Oh um, God, yes, that's true too. That's true. That's right. That's right. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to judge. I, I, I've had classes like look at this. I'm like, how did you get through that? It's like, I'm gonna, you want the real truth? I'm like, yeah. It's like, I took a shot of bourbon. I'm like, good, fine, whatever. Do what you need to do, man. It, you know, whatever, whatever gets you through. But, but, um, you know, if you're fighting the good fight, you know, there's a there is a difference between fighting it for the right reasons and the wrong, you know, and I do believe that when you fight for the things that you care about, you'll always get back more than you put out, you know, like it may not always be in exactly the way that you want. For example, you may desperately want a lot of material recompense right about now because you got screwed over from your last job. Okay. But if you put it out in the right way, you will get that value back instantly. You'll start to get it back in a in hundred different ways and have faith that giving value to other human beings, that's what offers are made of. That's what that's what all success is made of, is 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 it ultimately comes back to that. So if you get busy with that, you're going to get busy in, in, in terms of what we call tapping into the hidden job market, creating offers for yourself, and a lot of times just getting the edge on something you didn't even know they were hiring for. And they're like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. I, now that I know you, Kathleen, you're not gonna go through that freaking nonsense with, with four things. I know the person, I'll, I'll figure out something, okay? So, so, so we'll do it. Sometimes it's as simple as that, you know? Well, well, it sounds sounds so simple for you, and I'm so grateful that that you have shared quite a few of those helpful steps here with us today. What I would like you to do, as we are coming to the end of our show today, is to highlight the initial first, let's say, first three steps mm -hmm. that people can take who say something has got to change. My career has got to be different. I would say what we spoke about earlier in terms of thinking about what you do as a process instead of uh, thinking about what skills I can do and that, that would be a really big one. Yeah. Um, I would say during conversations, make the impetus of your preparation the questions that you ask. Um, oftentimes when we coach people, we'll have them create what's called a question bank um, that allows them to sort of beforehand kind of chart a pretty wide course in terms of areas that the people they're targeting might want to talk about, areas that they can explore, you know, things to, 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 to get them speaking. And then that way, yes, every conversation is going to be different. But if you have a basis that is stable and you know that, hey, these sections and this, these questions right here, I've got to ask because they reliably provide information, that gives you a stable base. So I would say rather than over preparing on answers, prepare nothing on answers and prepare entirely on um, how can I set this conversation on professional stakes? How can I avoid the job seeker thing at the beginning? So in other words, if you can talk a little bit about your mission, I think about Luke Skywalker a lot. You know, what's the big problem that you are trying your best to solve that no one else is doing it? That's very, very, very uh, um, good way to do it. And, and direct the conversation through the questions and focus on identifying those two or three aspects of bleeding pain that are really either driving the hire if they're looking to hire for a position or that are underpinning this person's journey here right now these are things that are keeping you up at night another one is that the the power of framing what you do through um a story that cannot be overestimated finding that context so that um and this is something anyone can do to make a promise to yourself to say, no, starting today, I'm never going to have a conversation that talks about either an aspect of my work history or a skill set that I have without the context, right? So if you want to talk about resume writing, right? I do that. I've done that for many, many years. It's a key part of what I do. Fine. 
But the pretext of talking about that is we're not going to be talking about that unless I know and we're clear on what's the overall why of what we're doing. What's what role does this have? What steps have you taken on your personal resume? What are you trying to do with that? What's the objective, right? The context is key. So if you say to yourself, okay, my promise from now on, I'm either going to communicate the context or when I'm questioned, I'm going to provide that context, right? And if I can provide that context in a story format, challenge, action, result, or some kind of a visual way of thinking about it, that's the best way to communicate the context and bring people over to your side. So, so if they ask you, hey, you know, tell me a little bit more about three years ago, what you were doing in this role, one of the most powerful things, bring yourself back there and try to communicate a story or something from that point of view and, and bring the whole thing and bring your whole humanity to it. You know, some, some roles, maybe the, the most important thing is that you became a dad, right? Like, like during that role. So yes, you were working, but without that context of them knowing that it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, I know I was kind of half insane on all of that, right? Bring that in, bring that in, right? Show them a little bit about, about what's going on there. Show them the context. And if you're doing something, and, and it's a good expression of these values that we're talking about. It's a good expression of your process. Hit that hard, right? Make it really clear because for most people, none of us have a perfect job and none of us will have a job that perfectly represents what we're about. But every job, whether you realize it or not, has been an expression of one of your underlying processes, right? So when you are hitting those things in your history, right? Re don't be afraid to take that freaking hammer and pound it down into the ground so people really understand this is what I think is important. This yeah. is what I think is the right way. This is the wrong way, you know? Um, I probably went a little bit over the three, but um, but I hope... Uh, it's three and a half. Okay. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> yeah, three and a half, exactly. <laughs> so I'd, I'd love for people to get in touch with you and to connect and seek your help as well. So how can people connect with you? Well, there's there's two uh, main ways that I'd recommend. Um, HelloInish.com for people who are interested. That's kind of like our, our headquarters. Uh, uh, you can dive into um, our trainings. They're all free. Um, and there is a masterclass there for people who want to actually, we've had thousands of people take this class and many of them have not worked with us, but they've, they've run with it. It's about an hour long. You'll see it right from the homepage. If you, if you can watch it um, and it's something that you can, again, for each of these things that we're talking about, if you want to actually start applying it into your brand, that would probably be the most practical way to do it. Um, the other thing would be if, uh, to those people uh, who are listening who are on LinkedIn, if you put in A-N-I-S-H, put in the word career, uh, I promise you it'll probably be my over smiling face that you will see. Uh, Follow me uh, to those of you who are interested. And again, the, the focus of what we do in terms of LinkedIn engagement is just sharing more of what we're uh, experiencing and what our clients are experiencing out there so that, uh, again, we can, you know, especially in the small details, start changing some of these narratives and start just giving people a sense of like, okay, it's not just a binary, an employer does this, I have to respond this. Yeah. There's actually five different ways that I can re respond to this, right? And and one or two of these are so in my line, that's exactly, those are the only ways that I should, I should do it. There's a lot of hope in that, you know, and it can be, again, easier to take that courageous step when uh, you know it's like, okay, there's all sorts of people around me who are stumbling and bumbling just like me. You know what I mean? That's okay. Like, like you know, and we can, and we, and we, you'll still win regardless. You know what I mean? Like you'll, you'll get everything you want and you'll stumble, you know, and you'll feel it and you'll be strong enough to 
walk through it all, you know, and it's going to give you a kind of context and a resonance to your life that could not have happened if it wasn't for you and the courage and every one of these steps, you know, that's the, that's the magic, man, is that, is that actually you're going to get it all and you're going to feel it all and you're going to move forward, you know, I mean, I find that amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you are out there and you're currently finding yourself at this crossroads and you feel a little bit meh and don't quite know how to start it, but you truly want some human support and individual support customized to you, right? Then Enish is your man. So get in touch, um, share what's going on for you and have one of those wonderfully meaningful conversations. Anish, thank you so much for being an incredible and, and wonderful and authentic, real guest here today. I truly enjoyed talking to you, your energy and all your insights. And I believe we could talk here literally for a few more hours. Um, <laughs> I thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you again. And thank you for the light that you also are sharing. And thanks to all of you out there for listening. And by all means, I can only repeat myself, get in touch. We will publish all of the links and information that Anish has to share with you and to give away um, in the show notes as well. So just click on the links and connect. And if you have any questions, any specific feedback, get in touch with me as usual. And I'm looking forward to speaking to all of you again very soon. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Legendary Leaders podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then remember to subscribe to the show either on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or on my website, www.kathleenmerkel.com. I would also love to hear from you to discover what topics you'd like to hear more about, what topics really resonated with you, and how you're enjoying the show in general. Please do leave your review on iTunes as well. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much and speak to you again next time. Bye.